0: This is Let Your Voice Be Heard, right here on WHCR 90.3 FM, the voice of Harlem. And we are back. This is Let Your Voice Be Heard, right here on WHCR
1: 90.3 FM,
0: the voice of, of Harlem. And yeah. creepy voice, Stanley. That's my bedroom That's voice. Hot Ew, voice. I don't know what That's that, that is. hot tub voice, That's it's right. No
1: babies over here.
0: It's an annoying ad-lib voice. But anyway, guys, so when we left off break, I told you guys that this is the time of the month again where is we it? spotlight... A millennial. Okay, Stanley has the sense of humor of a second grader, so when you say time of the month. Hey, a third grader. Thank you very much. (laughs) Apparently. So, um, yes, it's a Dreamer Endure series. This is an original series here at Let Your Voice Be Heard where we talk to a young millennial who is doing phenomenal work in their community and in the world and leaving a legacy of change. And we have a very special guest up here with us in studio. Her name is Yasmin Teresa Garcia. She is a midwife in chaining, sorry about that, um, a a prenatal and postnatal doula. She's a childbirth educator, a vegan health coach, and an acupressurist. She is also the founder of Why the Girls Hangout, which is a meetup that allows women to bond and to talk in a secret space and to hear from other women who are successful in industries such as health, beauty, parenting, etc., right? And yes, Teresa. She says, you know, I've read this on your website that you um, have always had a desire to work with the community and to help it progress in any way through her vision, creations, and experiences. She is dedicated to inspire others to produce self sustainability in their communities. We are so happy to have you yes, here, Jasmine. I am
2: happy and excited to be here. Welcome. Yes, Welcome. research. Welcome. That's
0: a lot. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes, and you know, FYI, you're only what twenty four. years? years old i am i'll be 25 wow. in october Shout wow out to Libras. yes <laughs> wow so so young and so impactful so i want to start off talking about a doula not m- many people know that doula is actually an ancient greek term for a woman who serves right so doulas right. provide you know they, su- they provide the support for expectant mothers before during and after childbirth mm-hmm. if you can elaborate a
2: little <laughs> bit on you know the services that you provide and why they are important Oh, geez. Um, So pretty much, even before it was, um, I guess, created into a Greek word, our ancestors, way back to ancient Kemet, also known as ancient Africa, we've been doing this for um, our laboring mothers forever. You had your sisters at that time, your moms, your aunts, the the neighbor, the witch doctors, the nanny midwives, who would come in. um, Well, not nanny midwives. They're more medically trained, per se. So the doulas would take the place of the confidant, the supporter of mom, and the kind of like holding everything together for the family. So when mom couldn't go to the doctor or midwife and ask all these questions during pregnancy, she would go to the doula, to the confidant, who would answer questions as to just simple things like, can I have sex while I'm pregnant? Is is the baby going to feel that? Um, How do we prepare for this new life coming into our world? And so um, also... It's it's an ancient practice that now has turned into a career where you would hire somebody that is kind of like your sister, but is not going to judge you or isn't going to bestow their fears or opinions on you during labor or during your pregnancy. Because every pregnant woman deals with it differently based on their life, based on their um, ancestral background, based on their um, culture. So as a doula, we come in and we're just literally an assistant to mom. We... Sorry. <laughs>
0: <It's laughs> Stanley's <laughs> saying
2: don't hit the table
0: anymore, but go ahead, you're oh, doing a great <laughs> job. <It's> so <laughs> <good>. <laughs> get hype, I'm sorry. No, that was so good. <laughs> I get fired up because it's my yeah. passion. No, yes, no. And so I, I, I love that passion. I love hearing it. So like Stanley? a doula
1: is like a sister who's not gonna sew your favorite blue dress when you are at work. <laughs> is what you're saying.
0: Pretty much. Okay. Cool. So she's there advocating for the mother. Um so Doula's are usually in the hospital rooms, but let's say let's say I want to get a doula, and I, mm-hmm. I really do when yeah. I'm get pregnant and ever eventually. Lol. Um. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, but you know, can you have can you deliver a baby, or do you are as a doula just supposed to be there with the doctors?
2: So we're there for the mom. The mom hires us. The family hires us. However, um, there is a known fact that the baby actually hires a doula. So <laughs> it's a spiritual uh, practice that we do. And we're there whether it's a hospital, a birthing center, or a home birth. But we're not medically trained. The midwife is the one that's catching the baby. They are mm-hmm. the baby catchers. And they <laughs> the make baby sure that catchers. pretty much. <laughs> but it's a good thing, it's like right? a baby yeah. alley. They dunk it. <laughs> <laughs> not like that. <laughs> but, yeah, so they pretty much make sure that mom and baby's health is uh, is good. And the doula is right next to mom and making sure that the partner is being fed or taking a nap or making sure that the partner is supporting mom the best way they can and not bestowing again their fears on mom let's
1: go back to this being fed and taking that part (laughs) yeah Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. right because you love getting stuff for free right (laughs) yeah (laughs) but i think that's so important right i think to have someone i mean this like okay so this weekend i moved right i moved apartments and that was an incredibly stressful experience right Uh just in and of itself just moving all my things from one place to another and i was getting anxious and angry and i wasn't Mm -hmm. really taking very good care of myself and i wasn't maybe being super kind to my partner because we were moving in together yes. and I was very stressed out <laughs> but moving apartments is not nothing compared to giving birth right and experiencing mm-hmm. childbirth that's like a tremendous emotional physical transformation right. and so the idea of i mean the idea of having someone like a doula to help me through the move and just tell me I'm gonna be okay and like guide me through that is great, right? So to have someone there with you during this amazing physical, emotional, yeah, spiritual transformation life. Right. is is I I find very comforting as someone that would want to be a mother one day. Right.
0: So if a guy had a doula, it'd be a dude uh oh my a god. doula! <laughs> no. I don't know we're, what we're they not would not watching
3: baseball over here.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what a guy would need a doula for. But I wanted
2: to say, you know, the That's reason a good why question, though. But but wait, the doula does provide the... We are hired, right, for the mom. We make sure that the mom is being taken care of when the nurses are too busy making sure she's good. When um, the midwife is making sure everybody's healthy and alive. Right. When... um, when we're not focusing, let's say the mom is maybe just, you know, in her own mental state of mind trying to go through this process, we sometimes, we have to give a mom space. But at that time, we check on, on dad. We make sure dad is being physically, Stanley. mentally, and spiritually and emotionally supportive from mom. That being said, that we make sure dad is maybe having a drink of water right. or we're calming him down to or, or telling him how to, how to massage mom or how, how to soothe or calm mom down. Right. We do that. We don't stand in the way of dad.
3: But right, would you play right. NBA Two K with me? As well? All right.
2: No. <laughs> anyway, no. No, they're not with mom, that. but not with
0: dad. That. They're not going to do that. But the reason why I think that this work is so important, especially you as a young Afro Latino Latina, excuse me, mm-hmm. is because there's a higher infant and maternal mortality uh, mortality rate in low income communities of color. So a CDC Extremely. study, mm-hmm. um, you know, as you know, they revealed that Black women are three times more likely to die of a pregnancy related of pregnancy related complications. And white women nationwide. However, that rate of black mothers dying from pregnancy complications is seven times right here wow. in New York City. So I wanted to ask you, why do you think there's such a high mortality rate in black and brown communities of women when they're giving birth? Um,
2: a lot of that is politics, and that's not my ministry. <laughs> you know, that's discussed in my house. But I will say a big reason is because we don't have the education, um... Of resources that are that are out there for us. For instance, doulas. We have uh, a proven fact that the statistics show that we reduce the uh, forty percent um, the cesarean rate when we are hired by moms. We also help in lowering the by twenty five percent. We ha- the moms have shorter labor when they have a doula. And 60% reduction in epidural requests, 40% reduction in oxytocin use, 30% reduction in analgesial use, 40% less need for forceps or vacuum, and there's fewer complications when there's doulas wow. or when you have a midwife. For right. Instance.
3: Do you do layaway plans?
2: <laughs> there's payment plans and
3: sliding scales, depending who you're right. hiring. Is <laughs> a sliding scale to zero? And <laughs> Sometimes there is volunteer uh, doulas. You're ready. So I, oh, I know my. you touched on it, but I was just curious. Maybe you can give it uh, in more detail. So my sister's actually going to school to be a nurse right now. Mm-hmm. And she said when she graduated, she really wants to do OBGYN and work in labor and delivery. So I'm just curious um, how the doula – I know you – Touched upon some of the things, but how the doula works in conjunction with actual medical personnel right. um, at either a hospital or at you know, I know some people give birth at home. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, how, how do you work in conjunction with somebody who's there as a medical per- professional? Um, as you said, you're not a medical professional, but right. you are there for not spiritual <laughs> support and and other support. Um, and I just wonder how those two things come into play.
2: Of course, well, a lot of times, obviously, when the mom is going through this transition, and her father, you know, the father of the baby or the partner, whoever's involved, is supporting the mom we have to be the advocate for mom so we are with mom pretty much throughout their whole nine months of pregnancy and sometimes even even just a month before they're due and we learn about the mom inside out we learn about their their beliefs what they how they feel in hospitals so if you're in a hospital setting and you're going through this transition and you're welcoming life you have the doula who's going to speak up for you if you're not comfortable with too much um uh, you know all these interventions that's what the doula why, why the doula would know mom? inside out and know what they believe in. And we're going to come in there and say, listen, nurse, listen, OB, this is what she wants and this is what we know is going to keep her sane and help her recover without postpartum depression. So is there any way or any other options that we can use to help a, aid the baby coming into this world without intervention right now so i
0: was reading and you said that being a doula is your calling right this is like yes. your pur- your purpose you're obviously very very passionate about it i wanted to know what triggered you to you know want to work as you know a sex educator and also a doula <laughs> what and, when, and when and like, when did that trigger happen
2: how did get started well, I've always been very um, in tuned with my body as a female. Um, I come from a household of women. My dad was there, but as soon as I got my <laughs> period, it was like, okay, here's some pads. Um, welcome to womanhood. So I saw that there was a lack in, in education in our community because it's so taboo being an Afro-Dominican or just African, black, that meaning all people of color, right? It's so taboo to speak about our, our sexuality mm. and just womanhood and transitions. So for me, it was... Um, a mission of mine to learn my body, learn the, you know, transitions of it and how to deal with these things that we come through. So when I was in junior high school, I had like two friends that were pregnant. They were older than me. I was like 12 years old. And I, I immediately researched information for them and told them about the resources in their community. And I think that was pretty much the start. I just saw such a need of support, Um, for these girls and I was like these are my friends I should be there helping them if their families are taking them to have an abortion at least I should be there and telling them you know what options they have and whatnot.
0: wow um, I think that another reason I mean, you talked about stigmas in the black community even breastfeeding mm-hmm. is a stigma mm-hmm. like I still <laughs> ask my mother like all the time I ask her like oh like you know was I breastfed how long and she shies away from it she thinks it's like really really nasty yeah. and I remember reading even though I was breastfed I remember reading um, an article back in during uh, Hurricane Katrina there was this mother who was you know trapped inside of, uh, on her roof obviously she was black and her infant baby died and of uh, starvation and people asked her why didn't you just breastfeed she didn't know what that was wow. like she could wow. have breastfed but she I mean that's how severe it is right. in certain places people aren't being properly educated when it comes to their bodies sexual reproductive health and just you know childbirth so you know I just wanted to get your feedback on that and you know why you think we, uh, the
2: role of a doula is so important I mean it's it's tough that's, I never heard that story before in Hurricane Katrina wow blessings to that family Um, I will say this, wherever there's a catastrophe, that's for sure. Wherever there's something going on, like in in, in Syria right now, in Libya, in all parts of Africa, even here where there's people suffering in America, I mean, all over the world, where there's catastrophes happening, there's always babies being born. Mm -hmm. There's always mothers going through, you know, this postpartum period having to recover. And we need to be there as doulas, midwives, childbirth educators. We're going to be needed. So for me, it's just we need to go out there and actually... You know, provide the service to to moms and to families because that's no nobody should go through that. You should know, you know, you should know that you can feed your baby. I mean, for one, the stigma. I would just say this: we've as black people, we've birthed and fed nations, and that's why we're it's so taboo to us. It's kind of like not only did we feed nations, we were also molested, raped, and you know, scrutinized for our beautiful body parts, right? right. So yeah. it's tough for us to say, okay, we can continue to birth. Um, sorry to feed nations. It's tough, but the reality is that that milk is gold and you have to breastfeed your babies. I mean, if anything, if you're ever starving and there's a breastfeeding mom, everybody latch on. Not like that. Hold on, ask her for her permission. Yes. But that's the reality, you know. Right. That's the food of life right there.
0: Right. I mean, I mean, just so you know, since we're on breastfeeding, I feel like even it's hard for certain mothers to breastfeed in public. They don't feel comfortable. Yeah. I remember um, my friend, he was from Texas, he was like, I don't like New York, and I'm like, why? And he was like, Well, for one, the women are out here all breastfeeding, like they're like they're breast- the all out and I was like hold on that makes you uncomfortable and he right. was like yeah I'm not used to seeing stuff like that <laughs> that's the thing in New York
1: that you see that's <laughs> like that's so that's scandalizing <laughs> that's, that's what, what made him uncomfortable. Yes. walking <laughs>
3: around topless in Times uh-huh. square <laughs> making <laughs> thank you know you. like what's the big deal if yeah. some woman is breastfeeding in fact I mean one it, as you know you have a first amendment right to walk around topless want to make that clear to thank everybody thank you yep. but, but you know if like you have no problem with a woman walking around topless for your own sexual <laughs> oglification which right. is just a word I made up. Really, should <laughs> just like keep your mouth shut when it comes to a woman trying to feed her yeah. child.
1: Yesterday, I saw a man with his hands in his pants, and he looked very happy. <laughs> and that a woman breastfeeding oh her gosh. child is what made him upset.
2: No, I mean
0: it, it's just it's,
2: it's ridiculous. Here is my thing. I mean, if I'm breastfeeding my baby, which I will to probably the age of five, God willing. Yes. If I'm breastfeeding my baby, still,
3: get breastfeeding.
2: Um, <laughs> still, it, still talking about he's still good breastfeeding. Right. I'm sorry. Go ahead. No, you're good. <laughs> that seemed too much. <laughs> That's none of my business. You stop making that lactate hormone you at the age of five, so I'm gonna need you to stop. Here. Allegedly.
0: <laughs> beloved.
2: Okay. So if I'm breastfeeding my baby and I'm giving them life and I'm giving them the nutrients that they need to not only develop you know, better than having these uh, formulas, um, but you think it's okay to pick up a Maxim magazine or Victoria's Secret magazine Victoria's Secret, I don't care who they are, um, magazine and that's okay in this world. I'm gonna need you to check your morals and your values because I'm I'm providing life. Yeah, you providing right? you're you're providing just a Almost like an excitement in your body. You Mm. nasty. get your life together. My baby.
0: I would like to debate that. that You nasty. I am also providing life. (laughs) You're (laughs) not providing anything. No. (laughs) Providing a segment of life. Gross. No. 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 It's true. And I think that (laughs) we need to value mothers more. Value women and the fact that protect them. yes. 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 Come on now. Because like you said, like, you know, you said breast milk is gold. It prevents like so much like, you know, disease and it can help your baby become healthier. And I think that, you know, with the education and what you're doing Mm -hmm. to educate these mothers,
2: we can all be healthier as a community, as a society. I mean, not only that, breastfeeding also helps a mom. It helps with um, having a better relationship with your baby. It, It secures confidence and security on that baby. You know, it a lot of times I've heard once um dermatologists told a girl that if she breastfeeds her baby, she will get an infection. Boy, get your life cuz you you have a doctor beside before your name that means you know everything in the medical field. Mm-hmm. No. Actually, it it prevents a a mom from getting infections cuz if right. you were breast if you're not breastfeeding and you have all this milk, you know, clogging up in your breast, mm. then you 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 know, it's going to create an infection if it's right. not being released. It's like if you Almost if you need to take a poop. Let's go there real quick. <laughs> you try holding that.
3: <laughs> right. I, I know we have to come to a close, so maybe you can tell me off the air or just tell us briefly. What what yeah. about women who actually, like, can't breastfeed because of a medical reason? How do you support them um, in, in right. that they, they they want to be able to do this thing, but they can't mm-hmm. actually do it? What we definitely say
2: is, is, you know, sometimes it's not our fault. But honestly, there are many mothers out there who produce uh, a huge amount of breast milk, and they do donate it. Some, there's some even around the country, they sell it sometimes. So, but sure, get the donated one, because still, even if it's not your, you know, the mom that birthed the baby, as long as you get somebody who's healthy and has healthy milk... Go ahead and get that.
0: All right. So, unfortunately, Yasmin, we yeah. do have to say goodbye. But before we do, I just want to yeah. give you um, some time because we know you are our dreamer and a doer. Mm-hmm. You're doing a lot. What is it that you dream to do? And can you also speak to, like, you know, owning your own and, like, doing your, having your own business mm-hmm. and, like, working for yourself in this type of way? Like, that's that's really, really positive, especially, you know, being only 24. What is it that um, – how do you plan to, like, expand your business or where mm-hmm. do you see yourself
2: in a few years. Yeah. Well, um, at the moment, I am taking up clients for moms who are looking for doulas within the summer. I will be moving to Ghana, West Africa. Oh, wow. In October. and The um, motherland. Yes, I'm going back home because yes. we got to go home and, you know, repatriate over there. So I'll be moving out there in October, but I'm getting, you know, things in line. I'll be doing lectures out here um, before I go and taking care of some moms during their, you know, pregnancy and labor. But my goal is to eventually have a private practice out there in Ghana and have volunteers come through and help from all over the world. And also, um, uh, yeah, be a midwife, have my own facility, provide um, education to people around the world about what we do as midwives, birth educators, and doulas. And as far as, you know, getting your business on point, whether it is um, being a birth worker or having your own radio show, I say get started. I say do it. I say create what you wish existed because guess what? Us, and Unfortunately, we're not given anything, and we work for everything that we have, and we have to now create a platform for ourselves. And we need to understand that um, we are magic, and there's a shift happening in this world right now, in this universe. We have to catch on. We have to elevate ourselves and our spirits, and we have to start doing more for ourselves and become more self-sustainable. So we won't have to rely on anybody to give us anything.
0: Yasmin, you just stole my closing statement. Yes. Boom. Um, that was it. Okay, till next week. Thank you so
2: much, Yasmin, for joining us here. How can people contact you? Really quickly give the website. Yeah, of course. It's ythegarcia.com, ythegarcia.com. And I'm on Instagram as well, ythegarcia. Twitter, the garcia? Facebook, Yasmin Teresa Garcia. So definitely check her out there. We will be back next time. Thank you so much for tuning in to Let Your Voice Be
0: Heard.